0: When did she become a coward? As soon as she asked the question, she knew. She watched the other woman. She wore a small blue striped bikini, although she was rather mature for a bikini. Late thirties, early forties, Rose judged. A terrific lithe body, though. Obviously one of those disgusting women who could eat anything and went wiry rather than slack with age. Another reason to dislike her. The next day, the woman was there again. With the boys and the dog. Although the dog did not repeat its threatening dash, it played with the boys or sat like a basalt sphinx by the woman's side. She waved, and Rose returned a barely polite one. The next three days were the same. Rose was glad the woman kept to herself, but she could not help her curiosity. She learned that the boys' names were Zick and Zack, and that the woman's last name was Champy. The family was from the city. "'and the husband, who was a lawyer, came out on weekends. "'Apparently the woman had made a pile in the stock market "'and spent a chunk of it buying the old Wingfield farm "'and fixing up the derelict place. "'There she raised big dogs and trained them for guard work. "'In all,' thought Rose, "'not the sort of person she particularly wanted to know. "'On the fifth day, the champy woman arrived without the dog "'and only one boy in tow. "'Soon Lizzie and the boy were building a sandcastle of prodigious size.' Not the usual lumpy kid construction, but something far more sophisticated, with sheer, smooth walls pierced by arched gates, buttresses, and high round towers. Lizzie was chattering, as if she had known the boy for years. Rose listened, fascinated and amazed. Then Lizzie became aware of her mother's stare and grew self-conscious. She stood and walked over to Rose's blanket, the boy following. We want a drink, said Lizzie, reaching into the insulated bag. "'Drink, please, and offer one to your friend,' said Rose, smiling at the boy and getting her first close look at him. He was at the very peak of his boyish beauty. Dark curls, bisque skin, large black eyes with thick, unforgivable lashes, a cupid bow mouth, and the germ of what would become a straight Roman nose. "'What do you want, Giancarlo, Coke or Sprite?' asked Lizzie. "'Coke, please,' said the boy. I thought your name was Zick, said Rose. Oh, that's my baby name. My brother is Isaac, or Zack, and so I had to be Zick. Parental humor, ho-ho. My brother is the only one who still calls me Zick. He's profoundly retarded. Oh, how awful. I'm sorry. Yes, well, we try to cope and all. That's why he's not here today. He had to go to Creedmore for his, you know, his treatments, Lizzie said. Their dog killed all their rabbits, Mom. Yes, said the boy. It was a huge mess. He ravaged them. There were bunny parts all over. That's why he's not here either. My mother flogged him with the dog whip and locked him in the cellar. She might shoot him or sell him to, you know, a dogfight man. He took a long sip from his Coke as they stared. Boy, I was really thirsty. My mom never brings anything but beer, but... You know, a couple of beers on a hot day and I get a headache, and Zach is uncontrollable and has to be whipped. Whipped? said Rose with a gulp. Oh, sure. My mom's quite the flogger. Look. He half-twisted to show his upper back. Two thin parallel scars ran from his shoulder almost to his spine, pale against the tan. I overturned a pitcher of martinis, and she got out the dog whip on me. She's totally out of control when she gets plastered, I think she feeds us beer to destroy our brain cells. She's really quite sadistic. She used to give my sister sherry in her baby bottle. Did it work? asked Lizzie, open-mouthed. Partially. My sister speaks 48 languages perfectly, but otherwise she's a complete idiot. She sometimes puts her shoes on the wrong foot. Rose sighed and said tartly, You know, it's one thing to make up stories and another thing to tell fibs. I'm sure your family would be very unhappy if they heard you talking about them that way. Giancarlo's response was a smile of such devastating charm that light seemed to leap from his face, and Rose's irritation melted away and she laughed, reflecting in the moment that laughs had been few and far between recently. Lizzie broke into giggles, too. In a moment they were all three roaring like a sitcom laugh track. What's the joke? Rose looked up and saw that Giancarlo's mother was standing at the edge of their beach blanket, holding a long-necked schlitz. I was being amusing, Mom, said Giancarlo. I bet, said Marlene. She nodded to Rose. Hi, I'm Marlene Champy. I'm more or less responsible for this creature. Rose introduced herself and her daughter, who asked, Did your dog really eat up all the rabbits? Marlene gave her son a sharp look. A rabbit got out and Gog chased it. The rabbit is safe. What other lies did he concoct? He said you flogged him with a dog whip and gave him a scar, said Lizzie. That's more of a prediction, said Marlene. In point of fact, he got those scratches falling on a bale of razor wire he was told more than once not to go near. And I assume his brother isn't retarded either, said Rose. What? He is, insisted the boy. She's in total denial about it. Marlene went after him with an open hand, which he easily dodged. He danced away, laughing maniacally. See? Child abuse! That proves it, Mom! The children went back to their sandcastle, chortling. Pull up a beach, said Rose, and Marlene sat. Rose noticed with a distinct shock that the woman was missing several joints of the small fingers of her left hand. Otherwise... She was remarkably beautiful in a Mediterranean way. He must be quite a handful with that imagination, Rose said. Is his brother the same? Completely different in every respect. You can barely get a word out of him. Johnny, as you see, is an artist. Zack's thing is war. Guns, blowing things up, taking things apart, heavy machinery. That's why he skipped the beach today. We're having a backhoe in to rip out and replace a water pipe to the kennels. Watching a backhoe is his idea of paradise. He should meet my husband. They'd have a lot to talk about. Your husband runs a backhoe? A drag line, or did. He's with the union now. Really? I'm not sure I know what a drag line is. It's an excavation machine that's the size of a small office building. They use them in the open pit mining. Presumably not on Long Island, though. <laughs> oh, no. Robbins County, West Virginia. That's where we're from. Or that's where Ralph is from. "'I'm from next door, the big White House. "'There's a story there. "'Oh, yes. "'Oh, yes, indeed. "'I want to hear it. "'Let me get the beer.' "'So Marlene dragged her cooler over, "'and they sat under the umbrella "'and slowly drank and talked. "'Rose talked, rather, and Marlene listened. "'She seemed good at it, professional even, "'and Rose was surprised to learn "'that she had been a prosecuting attorney in New York "'and later a private detective.' Marlene, for her part, after offering the minimum personal data, was content to let the other woman ramble on. Rose Heaney was the sort of woman she had never been much interested in, a type she privately called the cheerleader. She had been exposed to a number at Smith. They had golden hair and blue eyes and were fair and round of limb. They strolled in laughing gaggles, dated fraternity boys, and married early, and Rose Wickham Heaney was what they became or not quite. Heaney had not been in the master plan of the Wickhams. They had not envisioned an Irish roughneck dragline operator for their golden girl. They focused, naturally enough, on the kids. Besides Lizzie, there were two sons, Emmett, twenty, and Daniel, eighteen. The former had gone to Wheeling for a couple of years, then dropped out to work in the pit. Dan was at MIT. Marlene detected regret in her tone, and a pride in the younger one that could never be fully expressed, lest it hurt the older boy. "'Do you really have a daughter?' Rose asked. "'Or did he make that up, too?' "'No, Lucy's real enough. She's in Boston, too, as a matter of fact, at B.C., a freshman.' "'Oh, good,' Rose said, smiling. "'And I assume she doesn't speak forty-eight languages and can put her shoes on right?' "'I don't know about the shoes, but she does speak something like that Minnie. You're kidding me. No, actually not. She's some kind of language prodigy. Scientists come in from all over the world to study her, and good luck to them. I have not been blessed with normal children. Although Zach seems normal enough, except for being Giancarlo's twin, I think he makes a practice of it. So how did you and... Ralph, but everyone calls him Red. Marlene glanced at the blaze of copper on Lizzie's head. I should have guessed. How did you and Red hook up? Oh, you know, my social conscience. After I got out of Vassar, I applied to Vista, the foreign legion of the white girls. They sent me to Hall Hollow, West Virginia, to help run a craft cooperative. But it was quite a shock. You didn't think people lived like that in America anymore.